Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
talking about what took place on Sunday. But the first game I want to, I'm going to talk to you about, man, obviously is the Tennessee Titans and the, and the and Cincinnati Bengals uh, squaring up at, at Nissan Stadium in, in, in uh, Tennessee. Um, there are so many different angles we can take from this game. But for me, villain, um, I'm going to leave Ryan Tannehill alone for a minute. Because, okay. <laughs> because, I mean, because really, you know what I'm saying, we're slicing up this pie um, and we're talking about what took place. Ryan Tannehill going to get the biggest piece. So I want to talk about this, a couple of things surrounding Ryan Tannehill before we start slicing and dicing Ryan Tannehill. First and foremost, I think Mike Vrabel, in my opinion, did this team a very, very, very terrible disservice because okay. there were several times – there were several times on fourth and, and, and one, third and one, uh, that you have Derrick Henry in the game and you either do not give him the ball or a, a play is called that has Derrick Henry bouncing to the outside. When you're that big of a back and you've got a, a, a inches to go or a, a one yard to gain, I'm not understanding why you don't put your foot in the ground and drive and pick up that pick up the yard. Like it, it felt like either the play calling was pitiful or Derrick Henry was running scared. But what was your take on what took place uh, from that perspective? And then we'll we'll break it down um, piece by piece in a little in a little bit. I mean, I I don't know. <clears throat> you know, the buck stops with the head coach, right? So I mean, you do have to kind of shine a light on Mike Vrabel, a guy that we kind of talked about should be in the uh, coach of the year uh, discussion, right? Um, I, I think there's a lot of um, second guessing that you can, you can levy against the the Titans and, and Mike Vrabel. I mean, from, you know, Henry, you know, 20 carries looked, he didn't look like the old Henry, but he looked pretty good. I think um, the goal line call to throw it with Tannehill instead of running it, um, trying to get a little bit too cute was a problem. I think um, getting Foreman only four carries was a mistake. Um, so I think there was a lot of play calling that that is questionable. But I, I look at the – I kind of say they played not to lose. They didn't play to win. If you if you you know what I mean, like I felt like they just Black wanted court. to protect home court and or home field in this case, and and didn't want to lose the game. I don't think they were as aggressive as they normally are, and I think you know part of it was the quarterback. That I don't think they had enough faith in them um, to be that aggressive. But um, you know the for listen the, the defense did everything it possibly could but it felt like the the Bengals weren't going away, and I think the Titans kind of got tight because of that. And I think their play calling and decision-making got tight because of that, because the Bengals weren't going away. So um, I kind of agree with you. I, I It's hard to, to levy it all on, on Vrabel, but get to your point, he's the head coach. The You know, the buck stops with him, right? Right, right. So for, for me, I, I, I'm going to go back and forth with you for a minute. You, you do got a call on cue. I definitely want to get in and get the caller's take on it. But for me, um, I agree with you, honestly, that the Tennessee Titans really got cute. Um, but here's the deal. Like, and, again, it, I, I, although for me I'm dragging Tennessee, this was the first time in, in a very long time that they had all of their weapons, like 
all of them. Like, A.J. Right. Brown was playing, Julio was playing, Derrick Henry was playing. Um, you know, the the defensive line, and, and you know, was intact. And I'm not going to say too much anything about their defense because their defense played well enough for them to win that ball game. But okay. I, I, I really don't get it. Like, I, you know what, this is the first time that you have all your weapons on display and you play like that on the offensive side of the ball, like the Cincinnati Bengals, I, 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 you know, they're a decent squad. Don't get it twisted. But that secondary can be had and has been had uh, before. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not understanding why you don't spread them out and, 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 and go down the field. Like you hit the nail on the head. The fact that Foreman only touched the ball uh, five times is disgraceful. I don't understand why you well, why you you didn't, you didn't give him more carries. But with that being mm-hmm. said, I'm going to get the caller in queue. Front of the program, Seth, what's going on, my guy? Welcome back to the the Raptors show. How are we doing this evening, man? All right. What's going on, boys? How you doing? Good. I'm good, good man. I'm good, man. So we're sitting there breaking down the Tennessee Titans Cincinnati Bengals game. Um, and, again, I, I'm going to leave Ryan Tannehill alone for a second. But when you look at that ball game, what were you, you know, what were you thinking and how did you feel that game unfolded um, with, for the Tennessee Titans? No, I mean, I just caught uh, the tail end of what you were saying. And I think, like you said, you had all the weapons. Um, I mean, you saw that great uh, touchdown that A.J. Brown had, that back shoulder, mm-hmm. one-handed kind of catch into his, into his chest. I mean, you got to take more shots down the field. you got to get Foreman more touches. I feel like every time he was getting the ball, he was ripping off, you know, seven, eight yards. I think he had like a like a 40-yard carry or something like that. I mean, he looked mm-hmm. explosive. And, you know, to give him only whatever you – would you just say seven carries? I mean, that's, that's inexcusable. It, the guy's running the ball well. you got to give it to him. I mean, you know, or take shots down the field. But I feel like it was just so many, uh, you know, short – um, possessions, you know, and just uh, Tannehill, you know, it, it was it was not good. I mean, you got a you got all the weapons back. You, you their offense was good when they had everybody available. So it's just a poor offensive showing in my mind. I, I, I actually agree with you. Um, I, I will say this, you know, the 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 offensive line for the Tennessee Titans. Um, really didn't play well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, both quarterbacks were yep. getting smacked around. Um, so, you know, when you start trying to develop, you know, long long routes down the field, you need the time to do it. But with that being said, um, I still can't um, give up, you know, what they gave up and make excuses for, for what took place, especially the play calling. We do got another chef in the building, Mr. Harvey, man, calling out of the – uh, 615. Man, what's going on, my guy? How we doing this evening, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, talk about the Tennessee Titans, man. Talk about that Titans game, man. Give me how you feel about it. Well, you know, it was really interesting. I, I saw a post from a guy who I respect today. That was actually was actually defending uh, defending Ryan Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll stop with my phone in a second. You say the dude was defending Brian Tannehill? Yeah. I, 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 who I who was defending him? 
Somebody who I do respect his opinions. He played sports himself. Um, and, but but I'm not going to go into that right now. I'm going to say that he that they choked that game away, man. I think, listen, yeah. when we talk about keys for Tennessee to win that game, we talked about being able to get pressure on Joe Burrow and harass him. That they did. They sacked this man nine times. They did all the things mm-hmm. that they needed to do. They limited him to field goals. They did everything except for – Lose the turnover battle three to one, and they were in key spots. Like it felt like when he threw that interception inside the ten yard line, that well that's it. But then they poured him out of the fire and gave him another shot. And two plays after making a good throw, he throws another one. That's three, but like no, uh-uh. it's that's you, but but as a system, I stopped wanting. You know, saying we need to fire the OC and all these other things going on, which may still happen. But no, nah, man, you you, you bummed this one. I like you. No, that that's bad quarterback play. Yeah. And 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 I put a lot on, I put a lot on Tannehill's shoulders. Listen, Derrick Henry wasn't completely himself, but he did come out and, and give an effort. Foreman ran the ball all right. Um, guys made plays when you made the when you could make the throws, but. They did everything, man. All you needed to do was to have a decent game at the quarterback position. You'd have won the game. But you didn't. Yeah. Uh, I def- so now I Tennessee is always two as number one seed in the playoffs. And, and you know, serious, you, it, it was oh, kind oh, of oh, a d- joke, d- right? Dylan, yeah. Dylan, before you go, let me get this other call on you. He's officially waiting. Calling out of the 973 area code. What's going on, man? What's your name? Welcome to the NFL Wrap-Up Show. How are we doing this evening? Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this is Lou from uh, New Jersey. I found this show before. Who's going? Who's going All right. <laughs> Those are, this has got to be the wildest, weirdest weekend I've ever seen since I've been covering pro football, or for any sport for that matter. I mean, we've never, I have never seen those games come down to the wire, all four games in, in just the, this past week. I mean, this has got to be the best, the best um, postseason week I've ever seen. Definitely, I think definitely. everybody can concur on that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it all. If you and, missed this, and, and you, the show goes on. Yeah. But yep. Go, go ahead, go ahead, my man. If you missed this, you can't call yourself a football fan. Believe me. If you miss any of that, you're not a fan. Believe me. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. We're going we're gonna to talk about it all as the show goes on. But Dylan, you were about to say something, right. so I want to give you the opportunity to, you know, finish your thought before we press on. Yeah, I mean, you had mentioned it when we were all texting together, like, already. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the first play of the game, you're at home, you're the one seed, the crowd is into it, going crazy, the first play of the game. The first play of the game, a pick. I mean, like, he, you know, he took himself out of the game, I felt like, and, and kind of left the coaching staff with little to no option but to really be kind of tight and conservative because how can you trust Tannehill? I mean, and, and you look at just the whole landscape of the AFC, right? You got, you got dogs at quarterback, right, which we'll get to later. Tannehill uh-huh. is not going to be the guy to lead you. You, you can't trust him going up against – if you have him going up against Josh Allen or, or Patrick Mahomes, you can kiss your season goodbye. 
and he and the three picks, yeah, the, the three picks. That's the the that's the realization of the AFC. It's not a game. Like Joe Burrow, to Mike's point, I haven't seen a quarterback get this beat up in a playoff game since my quarterback Eli Manning against the San Francisco 49ers, uh. right? He took a beating. And listen, last week, me and you, Sirius, sat here and said we were wrong about the, the Bengals drafting Jamar Chase over Swell, right? But you saw... Right, but you saw why they needed a lineman because the lineman got him beat up. And for him to be as resilient as he was, that's a kid. That's a second-year kid out of LSU has been balling for three years straight doing that. And Tanning Hill's been in this league long enough. You can't have a game like that. I'm not laying the blame at, at Tanning Hill's feet, but you know what? If it looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. I mean, to Mike's point, that defense did, kept him out of the end zone, got after Burrow, and all you had to do was take care of the game, and he didn't do it. No, he didn't no, do it. Barry, 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 I'm not laying it at his feet. I'm draping it around his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like how that works. I like how that works. It's a fact, though. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, it's hard to say one guy lost the game. But, I mean, like you said, you, you just had to take care of the ball. You just had to you just had to make better decisions, and then you know you need you can't you got to run the ball inside the the five yard line at the goal line instead of trying to get cute and throwing a pass. I mean, you got Derrick Henry, you got Foreman, you got beasts out there. Why are you trying to be cute and throw it to your your fifth option? Like, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. Shouldn't have gone for two. Definitely. Should have just taken the court. Definitely. 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 Seth, you've been awfully quiet back there, my guy. What's your thoughts on the situation before we shift it over to the Cincinnati side of the football? No, just looking at the box score again, I mean, if Foreman only had four rushing attempts for 66 yards, I mean, how does he not get more carries? You know, Henry, like um, uh, I think Mike said, you know, Henry definitely didn't look like himself. I mean, coming off that tough injury, I think he only missed, what, eight weeks, so I mean, it's amazing he even came back for the playoff game. But I mean, Foreman, you got to get him more carries, and you can't you, you can't have the ball in Tannehill's hands. You know, with it's just you can't have it with the game on the line. And you know, I think you had to run it more. Um, look, AJ Brown was balling, but I mean, who and Julio was okay. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, they were all over Burrow, like uh, like Barry was just saying. I mean, you got nine sacks. And he just kept bouncing back. I mean, you have to find a way to win at home. Fans going crazy. Just yeah. I mean, it was the it was the bad Tannehill that showed up. I mean, you saw last year he was lights out, but you know this year he was really up and down, um, more down than up. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it was a tough way to go out. You know, it was a tough way. And uh, Cincinnati, you give all the credit to them. Definitely, definitely. Let's flip it on the side uh, here and talk about Cincinnati side of, of things. Cincinnati, you know, found a way uh, to, to get out of there with the win. Uh, Joe Burrow threw for about 348. Um, they really couldn't run the ball well. Obviously, that rush defense of the Tennessee Titans came to play. 
um, the chemistry between he and Jamar Chase is insane. It, it, it's insane. It, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not speaking hyperbole here, but if this continues, this will be the next, you know, Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill type of, of combo because of what they're able to do and the camaraderie that they have. But um, they, they they found a way, ultimately. Um, what has this taught you about this, the, the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, did we learn anything? Or, you know, is this par for the course with how their season has been going? I'm going to go in reverse order first. Lou, give me your opinion or your position on the Cincinnati Bengals side of things. Well, like I said, the Bengals, uh, I think, surprised a lot of people um, this, this year. I mean, Burroughs has really become, you know, what everybody thought he was going to be, and he really helped the, he really helped the team uh, get to this point. I, I didn't think they were going to get this far, though. I thought maybe it would have been, like, you know, in the wild card and out, but they have shown they really stepped up uh, this year. So it was uh, very, very, very surprising. Although I think if you know Burroughs wasn't hurt last year, they would have went uh, as far as well because the only thing that got him was Burroughs' injury because yeah. their record, you know, last year it was a lot better than, than what it actually indicated to be. You know, even though it was only one fifteen, but they play a lot better than they were than a one fifteen team. But they have really stepped up this year. This could be a a big team in the future. After being a joke you know, for so long. As, as- as 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 a still a fan and a, and a member of the AFC North, this this Cincinnati Bengals team disgusts me. Um, because once again, Joe Burrow, like you alluded to, <laughs> Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is, is going to be a problem. You know, so I hate them. I hate Who's the color the orange. You, you, you know have, what? You have I, I, orange I, I, and black nightmares. Orange and black nightmares I'm, 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 for the next I, ten plus what? years. I, 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 I hate you both. Just an FYI, oh, but since you want to talk, Bill man, talk to me about how you feel about uh, Cincinnati, man. You know, they came up with the win there. Did we learn anything from Cincinnati, wow. or was this par for the course of how the season's been going so far? I don't think it's par for the course. I think that's a kind of like a vague statement. I think last week you 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 know they arrived. I think this week you learned they're not going anywhere. They're not a fluke. This is a damn good team. Zach Taylor is a damn good coach. Um, you know, the the defense is like it's almost like a the no name defense of the Miami Dolphins from the seventies, right? There's nobody out there that really puts fear in your heart. Like years ago, they had really good defensive line play, right? And then, but now they just they're kind of an uneven defense. They 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 scheme. Give their defensive credit, the uh, coordinator credit. They scheme on a on a team. And they switch how they play. They play zone. They play man. They play cover two. They play cover they, However you, they need to devise a way, to, they're going to do it. And that defense is flexible enough to play different ways, right? So give that defense credit. The Titans, like, you, like Mike said, did everything they could. They limited them to field goals, kept them out of the end zone, got after Burrow, but Burrow kept getting up. And what I love about Joe Burrow is like what I loved about Eli Manning. Nothing phases him. Like Joe Montana, nothing phases him. He's just he got beat up this whole game, got the ball back with twenty seconds, calmly went down the field, got and, and you know, the kicker said, We about to win this game. 
this team is scary. I, do I expect them to, yeah. to move to the Super Bowl? Mm, probably not. Would I be surprised if they did? Mm. No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Because this team, they have everything they need to get where they, they got the coach, they got the, the quarterback, they got weapons on offense, the defense is playing really well. This Bengal team, we joke with you serious that they're going to be a thorn in, in the side of the Steelers, but this team is not going anywhere. This team is for real, and God help them if they start drafting and getting an offensive line. Oh, boy. Definitely, definitely. Seth, I'm going to come to you, my guy. You know, Cincinnati Bengals get the dub there 19-16. You kind of heard what, you know, the the people before you have said about it, but I want to get your opinion. Um, You know, Cincinnati, man, talk to me about them. I got two, two things for you here. First of all, how good is Joe Burrow? I mean, he's coming back from a torn ACL. I mean, he doesn't look any worse for the wear. You know, he's moving around in the pocket really good. He's getting to destroyed back there. I mean, they're all over him, taking shots, bouncing back up. I mean, he doesn't look skittish back there, you know, afraid to get hit. He's just really impressive out of him. Um, and secondly, I, can, can we get some kind of like a, like a 40-yard dash, uh, Jamar Chase against uh, Tyreek Hill? Because Chase is just like he catches the ball – makes one cut and it's just like his his speed is insane. I mean, he made a there was a catch the other day, it had to be maybe like a I don't know, 10-15 yard out or something and he just turned, caught the sideline and I thought he was gone. I think he got knocked out uh, just inside the 20 or something like that, but uh, he he is he is impressive. I mean, it was, you know, heck of a player in college. Um and I know they were I think the scouts were well, he had a rough combine I think, right? And they were saying that the what was it? The ball, the size of the ball was was affecting him or something like that. Yeah, he couldn't catch a lot of questions. He, he couldn't catch in the preseason. Yeah, season. yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's like you know, it was kind of down on him. And I, you know, I do a lot of like fantasy football, and you know, there was, uh, you know, people weren't so high on him, you know, because of that. And I mean, man, it just what a season he's had, um, and I yeah. mean, what a postseason he's had too. So. Just really impressive from him as a rookie anyway. I mean, you know, let alone any kind of veteran putting up those kind of numbers. Definitely, definitely. And before we move on, Mr. Harvey, I definitely wanted to get your take on it. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, you got two of your your your, your, your old teammates in, in LSU going at it, you know, on the same squad, so I know you're excited. You know what I'm saying? Get, well, you give me a Go Tigers, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh, Go Tigers. Tigers for sure, man. But real quick, I told you, not only did Joe Burrow recover in six months, but he knew he needed more arm strength than you could see it on his passes this year. Period. So he improved his game as well as coming back from that knee injury. People that watched him at LSU, he had a great year. The year before, he showed a lot of toughness and earned his teammates' respect. He was tough that year, too. Joe Burrow uh, has always – answer challenges. I love how he's unflappable. And with all due respect to uh, Shane Douglas back in the old ECW days on the East Coast, uh, it's Joey franchise in some ways in uh, in Cincinnati, man. And we've talked about it. Like, this is one of the four or five most fortunate teams in the league right now to have this franchise quarterback and to be able to give him a special weapon like Jamal Chase. Like, we talked about being wrong. They didn't draft a line, and now you got to go to work and build that line. And the other thing that I want to say is, 
what he showed me in this game too, though, even though they settled for field goals and stuff, he's starting to continue to further build his relationship with T. Higgins as well. Higgins made some important yeah. plays in this game. Yeah. And if he if he gets on the same page with both of those, those guys both have very – those guys are both very athletic and are special talent. Uh, and so if he gets on the page with multiple guys on that team and can play with them long enough to really get that camaraderie down, you're going to see some pinball machine type numbers uh, with that offense. And it's, it's funny because we talk about, and rightfully so, we talk about Mahomes and we talk about Josh Allen and how we're going to get to that and how it looks like they've arrived. Um, I don't think that they're ready yet, and I expect them to maybe not necessarily play as great this weekend. But, uh, you know, when you take a franchise to new heights, uh, Joey Burrow is looking like he is uh, about definitely uh, deserving of a seat at that table. I mean, there's a couple Uh, quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, but Joe Burrow – Justin Herbert, um, and, you know, this is just the AFC. L- Lamar, <laughs> I mean, Lamar Jackson. I, I know, and Lamar, Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's yeah, – Yeah, remember him? The, the top no, movement of quarterback. No. I'm not too sure about Lamar Jackson because he's not a – Oh, stop the slander. No, stop the slander. He's an MVP. Stop the slander. Here's my point. We got Brady and Rodgers on their way. Right, 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 right. Now, I was just going to say, we got Brady and Rodgers on their way out. We know that's about to happen. Some other guys are older, and there's some guys kind of stuck in the middle like the Dags of the world. But Mahomes is, right now, to me, the best in the game. But at that table, you got him and you got Josh Allen. And then you got to start looking at, like, this next generation of guys. Uh, to me, I think I look Joe Burrow, and then I mention uh, – and then I mentioned Herbert yeah. and Lamar Jackson, not in any particular order, but and all five of those guys are from the AFC. That's a third of your. Uh, that's a third of the quarterbacks and over half the uh, franchise guys in the league. Really, like the AFC is about to. Uh, listen, if they don't find those guys in the NFC, if Justin Fields doesn't develop or Kyler Murray doesn't continue, they're going to have to find those guys to to match them because the future is bright at the quarterback position for young AFC for AFC franchises. I definitely agree with you. Just the fact, just, just the fact that I'm, I'm not putting Lamar Jackson in that, in that class. I, I can't. He's not accurate throwing the football. Nobody. No, 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 he's nobody got slander. He's an he's an MVP series. You can't do that. No, no, no. You got to give him some respect. Hold up, hold up. Hold up. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Because no, you do. This, this, this no, because, you do. No, I don't. He's an MVP. No, I I, it doesn't matter if he's not an accurate thrower of the football. That's, he's an MVP when he's in when he when he's in with in the game with the Ravens. They win games. It doesn't matter how he does it. Put some respect on his name. Don't do that. Don't do that. First, first and foremost, I am not because this is the same dude who sat there and tried to tell me that Russell Westbrook deserves his flaws because he's MVP, and that dude is some garbage. Okay, so so the first thing trying to tell me because he's an MVP though, he deserves flowers. He can't throw the football accurately. He doesn't make defensive reads, and he's a, he's an MVP because he runs the football. If I, if, if, here's the thing: if you want me to give you statistics, I can give you statistics. Okay, you're a Steeler fan, right? You're a Steeler fan. You're a Steeler fan. That, I, I, that's irrelevant, bro. 
Nah, 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 nah. Listen, okay. listen, we got listen, listen. No, we got a lot to get to. We got a lot to get to. I'm not going to get into this argument with you right now. We'll do it. We'll do it at another. No, no, no. We will do it. We will do it Wednesday. No, we'll do it Wednesday because we got a lot to get to. Wednesday. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Wednesday cookout. Come to the cookout. Yeah, we're good. What time? We got. We got three more games to go. Come on, I, I, we, we can we can we can go hard on this. We can go hard on this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. All right, let's go. I'm going to. You you can't you can't sit there and tell me. Oh my! I'm not doing this serious. Serious. I'm not doing this. We we can. No. Your opinion. Your opinion. We, 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 your opinion. Next, we'll, let's get to the other game. Next, 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 I got all day. I got all day. I got all day. Anyways, the Green Bay Packers um, dropped another one. You know, San Fran did it to them again. Um, yeah. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, everybody's going to talk about where Aaron Rodgers is going to go, who's doing what with Aaron Rodgers, and this, that, and the third. I ain't got time for that right now. My man's going got me hyped, and I want to go through a phone and pop him in his head. With that being said, um, 13 to 10, um, Lou, I'll come to you first, man. Give me your opinion and your position on this uh, game that took place on Saturday between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. Well, that was a surprise to me. I thought Rodgers, in, you know, playing at home in Green Bay and, you know, weather being the factor, I think, I didn't think San Francisco had a chance. I was very surprised by the low-scoring turnout. I thought it'd be more of a more of an offensive game rather than defense. So this game went the, the complete opposite of what I was going for, and San Francisco uh, came away with a victory. I was I was not excited at all. It, it did not go the way I expected. I think a lot of people might have thought the Packers might have went to and would have, you know, been more of a more of an offensive type of game, but that was not the case. So this was uh, the big stunner of the week. As far as I'm concerned, my man said it was a big stunner of the week, man. And the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs are—I could be wrong—four and zero currently against the uh, against the Green Bay Packers. But you know, it, it, it's crazy when you start to look at it. But Harvey, I come to you, come to you next, man. San Francisco gets the dub, knocks Aaron Rodgers out of the playoffs yet again. Talk to me about it, man. How you feel? So I told you guys a couple months ago, I said I think it's worth pointing out that never as the number one seed under Aaron Rodgers has Green Bay advanced to the Super Bowl. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, just like I did in the Titans game, and I understand that I'm into this trap about quarterback getting too much uh, blame when a team loses. I, no, I, I'm like you. Right now, I don't give a good damn about the postseason. I, I mean about what happens in the offseason. I'm talking about right now. You had a first drive, and you got the ball in the end zone to start the game off. Looked like you were going to move down the field and be in business. And you mean to tell me MVP with Devontae Adams on the field and all those weapons couldn't find a way to put the ball in the end zone even one more time over the course of that football game? That would have won it. You did enough to let them hang around, and then you messed around and got a field goal block and a punt block for a touchdown. Uh, you did enough to let him hang around, and then flukes happen, and, you know, you end up losing the game. I mean, listen, I, I'm not shocked. 
I I will say this. My whole thing about Aaron Rodgers is he will still qualify to me as a top three quarterback in the league. But from now on, from now on, the sentence of Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the league, you can miss me with that from now on forever. He's he's great, one of the best. He won the and, he, he won the MVP though. Remember that he he won the MVP though. Yeah, I, and I and I and you know what? Here's okay. the truth. I I would take him in New Orleans next year. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, but that being said, like it has been conventional wisdom by a lot of uh, people that he is the best quarterback. In even some of the last few years, that he's been called the best quarterback in the league. All I'm saying is, miss me with that from now on. You had everything. You had home field. You had a team that wasn't able to produce much offensively. Your defense did everything. Um, this roster brought everybody back. I made one last run at it. Now forty some odd million dollars over the cap uh, in the off season. So they're gonna have to make some whole changes. This was their last hurrah at it, and everybody else on that team did what needed to be done for you to win that game. And you needed to play like an MVP quarterback and make a few plays. And and he didn't do it. Here's the funny thing about that, though. Like, you, you, I mean, did he need to play like an MVP quarterback? And, you know what I'm saying, when, when, when you look at how that game unfolded, okay, so the Green Bay Packers defense, you know, played exceptionally well. Um, you needed to make a throw, maybe two throws. Yeah, get it in the end zone one time. Get in the end zone one time. Get off a clean punt or block a, 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 a kick or, you know, block a defender on special teams. And we're talking about probably Green Bay hosting an NFC Championship game. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's weird because people are going to lay this at the feet of Aaron Rodgers. And for me, I mean, I, I, albeit he did not play well, don't don't get it twisted, but I, I, I have a hard time laying it all at the feet of Aaron Rodgers when especially, you know, he did what he normally does, you know, in, in these type of games. You know, he's pedestrian sort of speak, but he doesn't hurt you. you know I mean, he, you know, he – Completed, you know, all of nine passes, threw for 255 yards. You know, he got sacked a bunch of times, but, you know. But some of us. Devontae Adams. Go ahead, go, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm I, I no, just, no, just saying, man. Like, you you got to be able to get it down one more time, man. you got to be able to punch that ball in the end zone one more time. You don't have to play like an MVP. But you got to be able to do that. I'm, I'm sorry. I understand other things could have happened, bro. But like, you're the MVP with this guy on the field. You got well, I mean, to be able to do that. On, and, and he made some on, bad on decisions and held on too long. He, I mean, on the flip side, Jimmy G, you know, 131 yards, an interception, sacked a bazillion times, a QPR under. You know what was that? QPR is 11.9. Stats that villain hate. Um, you know, but he he's going on. I I saw a stat. Yeah, I saw a post the other day that Josh Allen threw nine touchdowns, no interceptions in two games. And he's watching Jimmy Garoppolo compete in the NFC Championship game. Unbelievable. Right. Speaking of villain man, speaking of villain man, give me a position on this game, man. Thirteen to ten, uh, Green Bay goes down yet again, man. Talk to me about it. Yeah, um, me and Sarah's are going to fight after the show. I'm going to drive down to uh, wherever you are, Sarah. We're going to fight. Um, 
But no, nah, seriously. Okay. Um, <laughs> he, he said this Listen, Mike, you, you guys are right. Aaron Rodgers is not the reason why they lost this game, right? But he ain't the reason why they would have won either. How many playoff games can you say Aaron Rodgers won you? Like, Aaron Rodgers is the reason they won that game. He's won 11 playoff games. Of those 11 games, how many of those you say, he, oh, man, we, thank God we had Aaron Rodgers won against the Cowboys. And you, you take away well, the mean, game. He beat us pretty well. With, no, you, no, he, he, he led the drive down the end with the, the pass on the sideline to, to – to, um, to the tight end, I can't remember his name, um, to, 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 to get no, him in field goal Nelson. range, right? Uh, no, 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 the, yeah, the one on the sideline. The one on the sideline, right, oh, but whatever. Was, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember, I can't remember his name. The, the, I, I could see him in my mind, but I can't remember his name, right, but whatever. But, I mean, well, you take, well, you take that. Yes, I think it is. It might not be. No, 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 it's not him, but it might be somebody else. Well, whatever, right? That's the only game, right? You look at the, the game, he should have lost the game at home against the Cowboys when Des Bryant had the, the catch that was called overturned, right? I mean, I'm looking at Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes winning the game for them. Aaron Rodgers is probably the MVP, and he had 229 yards and a touchdown. Okay, wasn't terrible, but he didn't win. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen. The problem with the Packers was the special teams. Okay, they said it all season. Right. They are ranked the worst special teams in the league. You, you got a blocked punt. You got a blocked kick that, sh- that probably would have, you know, if they would have got that kick at the end, that would have tied the game, right? And then on that kick, to win the game for the 49ers, you had 10 guys on the field. Their special teams is horrific, right? So – but every year it's the same thing. It's it's not Aaron Rodgers that loses the game. It's the defense, or it's the special teams, or it's the lack of weapons, or it's the coaching, mm-hmm. or it's Mike McCarthy. It's never Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is never the guy that gets them over and says, you know, despite the special teams, despite the defense, despite the coaching, I got them to win. That's why That's what Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers. That's what other guys exactly. Aaron, you know, Patrick Mahomes can do it. Josh Allen almost did it. Tom Brady's made a career of doing it. Aaron Rodgers will go down that as one of the top. Josh Allen. <laughs> right, but, <laughs> this game kind of but, but, but Josh Allen wasn't the reason why they lost the game, right? No, no, Aaron Rodgers will go count. down as one of the greatest quarterbacks we have ever seen. But I will never, ever put him ahead of Tom Brady, ahead of like Peyton Manning. I Hell, see. I I don't think t- he he might not be top. He's barely top three in his organization. If you looked at the three quarterbacks that won Super Bowls, I'll take Bart Scar over any of those two any day of the week. He's a winner. Bart Starr was a winner. 30 years, they had two quarterbacks. Two of the quarterbacks you would arguably put in the top ten. They got three Super Bowl appearances and two Super Bowl wins. With Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre in 30 years. My case. 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you, man. I definitely want to agree with you there. Um, Seth, man, you've been awfully quiet back there in the cut, man. Talk to me, man. San Francisco gets a, a three-point dub uh, at, you know, at Green Bay's expense yet again. That makes them uh, 4-0 against uh, the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, man. Talk to me about it. How do you feel? Oof, Barry's fired up over there. I like it. I like the energy. But, um, no, I mean, I I agree with everything just said. I mean, yeah, Rodgers, like Barry just said, Josh Allen put them in a position to win yesterday. I mean, he, you know, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed towards the end of the game or, you know, for most of the game. Yeah. And he just continuously brought them down the field, made big throws, I mean, he he put them in a position to win. Aaron Rodgers, not so much. If you're one of the, if you want to be considered one of the greatest quarterbacks, you got to find a way to get more than one touchdown. A home game, you know, play big, you know, first round by, he just he came up small. I mean, even just, you know, looking back at the, you know, the play by play. I mean, they got there was you know the turnover, uh, Mercedes Lewis fumbled, and then after that, three and out, three and out. Um, another next possession, six plays and a punt. Um, and but even halftime, going into halftime, you know you had a first, um, you had a first down at San Francisco's fourteen. Um, mm. I mean, punch one in there, you get he gets sacked, they spike it, field goal gets blocked. I mean, you put a touchdown in there, that's going to put a little bit more pressure on uh, on San Francisco. And even you know in the second half, again their first possession in the second half, three and out. Um, you know, field goal at the end of the third, but, you know, then, of course, as you know, we said the block punt, um, you know, which led to that touchdown and just, and then the next series after that, three and out, punted away, San Francisco comes down, kicks the winning field goal. I mean, again, it's just, you, you got to come up big in a game like that. If you want to be considered one of the greats, you have to find a way to punch them in. I mean, the weather, you can't say anything about the weather. They're used to that stuff. So, you're on your home field. You're used to the conditions. I mean, just yeah, you you got to be better than that. You got to find ways to score with Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, who had a great game. Um, I mean, just, I don't know. It's just usually their play calling on offense is a little more creative, you know, and, and and they're able to get guys into space. But just a really really tough loss. I I'm not totally surprised. Um, just Green Bay is uh, – I'm sorry, San Francisco has just been tough these last couple of weeks, and they were, you know, warming up going into the playoffs. But, once again, just another early exit for Green Bay. So, I don't know. Oh, I'm shocked. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, I did not expect this particular performance. I figured uh, Green Bay coming off a bye, you're at home, Um I mean, essentially, you dominate that football game. You're getting a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's throwing ducks, and offensive line is going down, and Josh Norman's coming in the game covering Devontae Adams, and we understand that he's barbecue chicken 99% of the time. <laughs> like, I, there was no ounce in my body that thought that San Fran would be able to go into Lambo and get this particular win, but yet here we are. Um, quick run around the room real quick. Is Aaron Rodgers done in Green Bay? Uh, Dylan, I'll go with you first. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Seth. 
I think so. I, I think he is. I mean, I think there was a quote after the game the other day when he said uh, he's not interested in hanging around uh, during a rebuild. So I think mm-hmm. that, yeah, and yeah. I, I think there, I think I read there's something like 40 million over the cap, and they got to resign Adams. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they're going to need a some kind of magician over there, but I, I don't see him sticking around if they're going to be in rebuild mode. Mr. Hart. I think they're 46. I think they're 46 and over, and Rodgers is due 44 and a half. Yeah, and that's yeah, not, yeah. and that's without, uh, and that's without Josh Allen. I mean, that's without Devontae Adams uh, being right. time. So, um, unless they can uh, do some sort of. Uh, Wizard math or something, uh, or figure out a way to to make it work. I don't, I don't see it happening. I I, I don't think he's back in Green Bay next year. Lou, what do you think, man? Green Green Bay done uh, with Aaron Rodgers? He's a goner. He already is a goner. I mean, he didn't want to be there last year, but they came with some kind of offer to make him stay. I don't think anything's gonna uh, make him want to come back this year. Like it said yesterday, he's not interested in the rebuild. If that's the case. Done. Well, let me ask you guys this question before we move on. To Hold on, you didn't. You didn't I didn't get the answer. Villain didn't get the answer. You said no. <laughs> you said no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Oh, villain. That wasn't me. Villain. Is Aaron Rodgers? Now you do it. You do it on purpose. You do it on purpose because you hate me. You know Malik loves the villain, <laughs> Uncle Villain. Listen, <laughs> serious. Wow. <laughs> I I think you know what it is though. What better option does he really have, though? Like, yeah, there's teams out there that he can go to, but listen, if he's thinking about going to the AFC, he's an he's an idiot, right? There's no way. The only team in the AFC I would even contemplate going to is Tennessee, right? Um, if he stays in the NFC, where would you go? Washington? Um, I like New Orleans, like. I don't. I I think he has to run it back, and I think the Packers need to. They, they have to get creative. I, but really, I don't know if he he comes back to play at all. Like, you know what I mean? Hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I this loss is devastating for his legacy, for his career, and it leaves him with a lot of not a lot of options because he really. He really put himself out there like, you need to listen to me. This organization doesn't respect me. You drafted Jordan Love, blah, blah, blah. And the Packers did everything to placate him, and this is what they got, a first-round exit. So so you think that he, he retires before he suits up in another uniform? No, I don't think he retires, but I, I don't know if he would come. I don't know. I don't even know if the Packers would want him back. I, I think, think they're ready to blow it up. I think they're ready to blow it up. I don't I don't think they are ready to blow it up because like here's the thing, like they they, they are in camp what my man say, cat hell right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you still yeah. have the opportunity to you gotta figure out what you're doing with Devontae Adams. I mean if they're gonna tag him, back. so be it. I I, okay. I think he goes yeah. wherever Rogers goes. You know what I'm saying? Honestly mm. for me, I, I think he goes wherever Rogers goes. Um, the one team mm. that I, I'm hearing, you know, besides, you know, obviously Pittsburgh, because we want to every quarterback until we get one, um, is Miami. Mm-hmm. I, think I Miami can see that, but I don't see him going to the AFC. He'd be a fool to go to the AFC. 
especially if you can't get it done in the playoffs. You think you're going to get it done against those boys? They coming. I mean, and my boy Lamar I mean, Jackson coming. <laughs> don't 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 follow me, sir. Uh-huh. Don't follow no, me. Don't no, me. but you you, hey, know, when, you when, know when he can get Devontae Adams to go with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews. Mm. I mean, no, but here's here's the funny thing. Like, so you're talking about Devontae Adams in Baltimore. Hmm. Okay. They they could pay him, right? And, 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 they could pay him. They 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 could pay him definitely. But again, Baltimore's hey, got to get Lamar Jackson another receiver. Yeah, they well, again, hey, hey, here's, here's my issue with that. Okay, a couple years ago, people tried to sign with Baltimore and chose not to because of the system. They fired the defensive okay. coordinator, but they didn't fire the offense. They didn't fire the offensive coordinator. So my 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 position and my opinion is that they're going to try to run this system back again with Lamar Jackson which means receivers are probably not going to want to sign there because, once again, Lamar Jackson is not a quarterback. Then all you got to do, do is convince one receiver, though, that Lamar Jackson is. And if he gets another receiver and then you got Brown as a speed threat, which is what he's designed to be anyway, and then you have Mark Andrews as a tight end with, the, with that receiving core, if Lamar Jackson is even a little bit better passer than you think he is, Mm-hmm. then you could see some pretty uh, dynamic numbers coming out of there because of the multiple threats that he uh, provides at that position. I just saw I just saw an article, and then we'll move on to Sunday's game, where mm-hmm. um, Antonio Brown is talking about potentially trying to get up with Baltimore. Now, that Run. would be scary. Run. That would be scary. Don't do it. That would be scary. That would be scary. I don't trust him. That would be scary. I don't trust him. Well, I mean, nobody does, but, I mean, it's – the man, the man's productive on the on the football field. When anyways, with that being said, call the number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Not worth the headache. You got the next thirty some odd minutes here with your boys here at Sports City, um, breaking down the weekend that was, man. Um, the next game I'm gonna get to guys again, I, I, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and <laughs> the L.A. Rams, and I'm gonna be painfully honest with you, gentlemen. I thought I was watching the Super Bowl and repeat. I, I really thought that this was going to uh, be Tampa Bay and Tom Brady doing it yet again, coming down from 27 to 3. Um, and, I mean, I have a text thread going with a – I got a text thread going with a bunch of buddies in mind. I'm like, yo, look at this stuff there. Look at this stuff there. And, like, everything started to align. You know, Acres fumbles going into the end zone. When did he ever do that? You know what I'm saying? You snap the ball over, you know, Matthew Stafford's head. Okay, when did that happen? Cooper Cup fumbled the football. When does Cooper Cup ever fumble a football? You know what I'm saying? And then Acres fumbles again. Like, as, like everything was lining up. Um, and yet the Rams found a way to, 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 to escape, in my opinion. But um, 27-30, L.A. Rams hosting the NFL championship <laughs> game next week. Matthew Stafford. Um, applaud for you, sir. Clap for you, sir. Uh, what you did yesterday was spectacular. You know, completed um, every ball but 10. You protected the football, two touchdowns. You find your eligibles. You were distributing the ball all over the field. Uh, Cooper Cup had 183, including the, the big one that put him in field goal range. Odell Beckham. 
you know, uh, did a thing. It seems like, and again, I said this, I think we all said this at some point, whether we was here in, in the cookout or, or in the barbershop, that these, that these stars that L.A., you know, got, that L.A. went, went out and got, had to come up and play big, and they had to play big in games like this. Uh, there were so many times that I saw Von Miller in the backfield. There were so many times I saw Aaron Donald in the backfield. Uh, Odell Beckham was was a contributor. He, you know, 69 yards on six on six on six um, receptions. He had eight targets. Cooper Cup, uh, you know, homegrown talent. You go out and you get you know Cam Akers back, who you know fumbled twice, but again was a contributor to their efforts. Sony Michelle would, would you know chipped in and did what he had to do. So you push all your chips in the middle to go out and beat Tom Brady, to go out and host a, uh, an NFC Championship game, to potentially play a Super Bowl in your own stadium, and they get it done. Uh, we're going to yeah. start on the L.A. Rams side. Uh, talk to you about the Rams. How do you feel about that game, man? And, again, Matthew Stafford. Salute to you, sir. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Harvey first, man. Talk to me about the Rams, bro. Man. <laughs> I was seeing visions of that Super Bowl all over again as well. This is a game that Tampa, listen, they were overmatched. They were missing pieces on the line. The Rams were able to exploit that. Like you said, Aaron Donald all over the field, Bar Miller. They were able to stifle that Bucks offense long enough to really jump up and grab a big lead. They should have been able to walk out of that stadium with a pretty sizable, uh, by a pretty sizable margin, a walk out there with a pretty uh, easy victory in hand. However, the ghost of Tom Brady is not going to let that happen regardless. And whatever happens, even if, like, kinds of misfortunes just happen. But here's what I'm going to tell you. They went and got Matthews for this reason. Mm-hmm. When they needed it last time, they didn't trust Goss anymore, okay? Now, Matthew Stafford also just did exactly what we talked about somebody else not doing. When it, when it came down to it, this team had the ball and a chance to clinch it, even after they let everything, like, uh, even though they had him come all the way back, even though you could have hung your head and then whatever. And there were a couple times in that second half that you saw Matthew Stafford's body language kind of droop a little bit. But pulled himself together, came out, and when the team needed it, made a couple of clutch throws, including that big play to Cooper Cup to get him in field goal range. You made your kick. Uh, there are many championship runs that have some sort of uh, crazy fluke moment <clears throat> or something that some memorable play that go your way so you can pull it out. This is your get out of jail free card, Rams. You make those kind of mistakes against a team that's already beaten you twice, you're not going to do it again. And if you do advance, I promise you, whoever you play in the next round is going to be a team you're going to have to score with. So you ain't going to be able to get away with playing like they did this past weekend um, to get a couple more wins. But, listen, at the end of the day, though, the Rams went on the road, West Coast team traveling east. Sean McVay's had pretty good success doing that as a coach. Uh, but they went into Tampa. They knocked off Tom Brady. Uh, they sent him home. That hasn't always that hasn't happened to him on a regular basis in the second round of the playoffs. So good on them. And 
They got a quarterback that listen. They built this team to beat the Bucks. Now we'll see if they can take care of the other team in their division and get to the Super Bowl. They beat them during the regular season. They beat them again now. And even though Tampa got back into it, I'm convinced still walking away that the better team won the game and the team that's going to compete best for the NFC moving forward won the game. Um, and so big ups to the Rams. And that's hard to say as a Saints fan, man. I didn't want any of these teams to win, which we did. Uh, but somebody had to walk out. <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you, man. Uh, Mr. Lou, man, what's going on, buddy? Talk to me about this L.A. Rams uh, win. Um, did, did, did Matthew Stafford acquire a couple of haters, or did you expect this type of performance from Matthew Stafford uh, in his first season with the L.A. Rams? I'll say one thing. It's about time. I mean, Stafford is a good player. He's just been, you know, a lot of crappy teams, you know, with the, you know, the uh, Lions over the past decade. His time was due. Uh, you know, and coming to the Rams, you know, was a smart move. So he uh, shut up a lot of the naysayers uh, finally. And, uh, you know, well well worth it. You know, I like, I like Stafford as a quarterback. He just played on such a horrible team for so many years. I mean, you know, he did play with the Lions, and, of course, they are a joke. So, that was the right move, and he finally got his, you know, got his first playoff win. With that, now they're gonna, now he's gonna play for his uh, first NFC Championship, and maybe head to a Super Bowl. And it's about time. Definitely, definitely, man. Villain, man, talk to me, man. Matthew Stafford, you know, goes up against your version of a goat. And pulls off and you know an upset. Uh, talk Legal. to you about how you feel about Legal. the Rams, man. You see, this no, is why, no, like, no. this is why your his argument for Deshaun, like, like I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson, because he can't admit that Brady's the goat. He can't. I mean, listen, we'll get to it. Like, listen, Rams, here's, Rams, here's this, Rams. like, I got a lot of, sh- <laughs> I got a lot of shit yesterday from TP because I w- I didn't give Stafford credit. When he was in Detroit, how give him credit for what? He was on a crappy team. That got to the playoffs three times and couldn't win with them. He's on a better team now, and so now you you see what kind of talent this guy has. And I never dispersed Stafford. I knew he was a good quarterback. If anything, I gave that guy credit because he was as tough as anybody. Right? That guy was always hurt. He, he he, but he answered the bell. He he was accountable. It, and only if you couldn't drag him out there, he wouldn't play. Right? Guy is tough as hell, and and you know he showed his moxie yesterday because the 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 Rams did everything in their power to lose that game. Tom Brady did a great job getting them back in the game, but he didn't have like he didn't have like he had a really good game, but he wasn't the reason why they got back in the game. I think it was more the fact the Rams were choking and we were tight. They were tighter than the, the the Titans were. They were they were trying to not lose that game up by you know. T- at 27 to three, instead of going at, for their throat and really running their offense and, and trying to win the game. Right. I think, listen, there was a lot of monumental fumbles, the, the acres fumble that, 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 that serious talked about that would have made it a 30, at least a 30 to three game. Um, the, the Cooper cup fumbled, you don't see acres fumbling again. Um, you know, there was a lot, people want to talk about the, the personal foul, the late hit, that that should have kept they should have kept the ball. That's not the rule. They got it right. Um, it didn't impact the game because Brady threw the bomb down the field. 
I said it in the chat. I said it to you guys. The Rams are the better team. They're more talented as, at this point because of the injuries that that the Bucks has sustained and all that stuff. But the Bucks had Brady, and that's why you couldn't count them out, and that's why it was tied up. But for for Matt Stafford to to throw to to make those two plays to Cooper Cup and get them into field goal range to win it, he not only bailed them out, but he showed. He's just he's just a he's just a talented guy, and you. I'm just glad that he's on this stage to show what he's got. And listen, he made he made Sean McVay look like a genius because he basically laid it at the feet of Jared Goff that Super Bowl loss to the to the Patriots. I can't win with this guy. I need winners. He traded for Stafford, and now he's back in the championship game. So. But, you know, they got a lot of work to do because San Francisco's beat them twice this year. San Francisco, we didn't give them credit against the Packers for what they did. That defense played lights out against two really good offenses. Um, they're, they're a tough defense to, 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 to match up against because they can rush with four and, and they can drop seven back. So the Rams have better show up. They better not come tight again. But the, give the Rams credit. They slayed the dragon. Now Tom Brady, we don't know, we don't know what what the future holds for him. I wish he had his whole team to go down with, so that he there would be no doubt. But give the Rams credit, give Stafford credit. Definitely, oh, definitely. Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I mean, I will say this: the, the other thing the Rams have to make sure they do. Is whatever they need to do, whether it's cheating or chipping off or extra DB, just make sure you stunt with that defensive front the way they were stunting or whatever. They got to show up the second level of that defense against San Francisco because that San Francisco um, has exposed that in the Rams twice this year. The second game was closer though, and as the Saints found out last year, uh, it's very difficult if those teams are close in talent to beat a team three times in a row. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, Seth, man, talk to me, man. This L.A. Rams team um, pulled off, I guess you want to call it an upset, um, and, and beat the, the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Talk to me. How do you feel about it? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it was – that was – they tried to do whatever they could do to give that game away. I mean, they were watching it, and they were just absolutely dominating them. Um I mean, four turnovers. They were up 27-3. Then they turned the ball over three more times. I mean, it was just, you know, one thing after another. And you could almost feel like Brady, there's like some kind of like magic aura around him where it's like, you know, you ne- you know that the game is never quite over, you know, that there's going to be something crazy is going to happen that gives him another chance, you know. And then the Akers fumbles inside, what was it, the 20-25, and you're like, this can't be happening. Like, it, is he really going to do this again? You know, Brady coming back. But, I mean, their the offense looked great, you know, for the better part of the game uh, for the Rams. Cooper Cup is just insanely talented. I mean, they have good offensive weapons. You hope that Akers can shake off those couple fumbles. I mean, I, I think if they're going to, you know, move on to the Super Bowl, I think they're going to need him, you know, and you got to have confidence in him. Uh, it's tough after the two fumbles, but uh, look, Sony Michelle has been 
um, great, you know, for the stretch run of the season. Um, you know, I don't know that they ever uh, imagined he could have done this well, um, but it's it's a good running back duo. And, um, you know, you throw in Beckham, who's been a great addition to the team, um, you know, him and Cup and even Van Jefferson, who hasn't done much in the playoffs, but he's a good player too. And Tyler Higby is, you know, contributing um, again, and he's he's running some nice routes, getting open. So, I mean, it's credit to Stafford. Um, like Mike was just saying before, I think it was Mike or maybe it was Lou, was saying, I mean, he had some terrible teams in Detroit, and uh, he is a good quarterback, yeah. I, I feel like. So, I mean, he's finally got a good defense, you know, that can win him games, you know, or help to win games. He's not, you know, having a defense giving up 30 points a game. So, I think this is this might finally be his time, and I think it's going to be a great matchup against the Niners. I mean, it's tough to beat a team three times in the season, but uh, it, it's going to be a good matchup, I think. And, you know, again, you got to get pressure on Stafford. You know, you give him all day to throw, and he's probably going to pick him apart, but we'll see how it goes. But I'm looking forward to that game. Definitely, definitely, man. Um, I'm going to flip it over to the Buccaneers side of things. Um, again, they they battled back but came up uh, significantly short. Um, what's going on with Tampa Bay, man? They really wasn't able to generate much pressure until things started to unravel. Um, they only got to Matthew Stafford twice. Um, Tom Brady was, was smacked around. The offensive line was beat up. Um, you know, talk to me about the Tampa Bay. Um, Lou, I'll, I'll come right back to you, man. Talk about the base side of things. Oh, I'm sorry, it was me. Okay, um, you made... repeat that again. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was talking about Tampa Bay. Um, yeah. You know, Tom Brady was, was was getting beat up a little bit. Finally. Um, offensive line was having significant right. Offensive line was having significant troubles <laughs> uh, blocking receiver wise. You know, Tom Brady looked lost out there. Um, but talk to me about um, the Tampa Buccaneers side of things. Um, and how how, how this went completely wrong for um, one of the greatest players that ever played the game. Well, he's a sore loser, first of all. I mean, you knew, though, uh, with time up the clock, you knew Brady was going to give one last shot, you know, to, to tie it up. And, of course, he did. You know, you never you never should give Brady any time left over to pull some last-minute heroics, and unfortunately that happened. But... I was surprised at uh, the outcome because usually when you only had that much time left, you would, you know, just take any down and send it to overtime. That was not the case. So that was not a big surprise right there. <laughs> and Tampa ended up losing the game. So Brady's run, um, you know, for a seventh Super Bowl title, where is not going to happen. Tampa Bay was trying to go for a third straight Super Bowl. That's gone. That, that is gone. What? And, I, and I, for one, is not a Tampa Bay fan or a Brady fan. I'm glad it is not going to happen. Sorry about that. I was sitting there talking on on, on mute, man. Uh, Tampa Bay would be going for their second consecutive, not their third. But I'm trying to get where you're coming from. Mr. Harvey, man, I'll come to you, man. Tampa Bay, man. Tom Brady was beat up like he stole something. Um, They really wouldn't start. The receiver wasn't really clicking until late. Um, But talk to me about Tampa Bay side of things, man. Uh, where where did it all go wrong with with Bruce Aarons and that Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, team? I think the biggest thing, man, is just health. I mean, listen, 
You, you lose Chris Godwin, who's been one of the most effective receivers. Uh, you got Fournette back, but you were still missing uh, two starters on your offensive line, on a line that, I mean, you really needed those guys. Um, the Saints gave you the blueprint on how to attack Tampa. And the Rams have a, a fantastic defensive front and were able to uh, exploit those weaknesses. And so to me, with Tampa, I think it's helped. I mean, I think we've got to see what happens moving forward. But, like, I think um, in the last couple of years, Leonard Fournette has really grown and matured as a back to turn into a very good running back. you still got Godwin and Evans and uh, regardless of if you keep Grant great, but you still got other weapons at the tight end position. And there are still some players on that defense. Um, I still don't understand. First of all, the Rams are the better team because of the go- because of Tom Brady and who he is. That's why they were in the game with a chance. There are a couple of calls that leave me shaking my head. Like I wanted the big plays to cup down the field. Cup was wide open because they ran a corner blitz. And you mean to tell me that you're going to blitz the corner that's covering Cooper Cup? Like, uh, I know Todd Bowles has been talked about as far as another uh, possible head coaching here in some places. Uh, I would love to hear the answer to that. And I don't think anybody interviewing him should interview him without asking the question, what the hell are you thinking uh, on that play? <laughs> but. I I just think I think the better team won. I think the mystique of Tom Brady and and whatever that he you know has. I mean, listen when it comes to when it comes to Super Bowls and rings and and this like um, before him it was Joe Montana. He surpassed what he's done, and so when it comes to winning in, in the postseason, uh, I know seriously disagree, but you know he he's the one that gets to eat the grass as the goat, but. Uh, so it, it's going to be very difficult to knock them off uh, in terms of even the football guys, if you will, try to help them. <laughs> um, and so, I, once again, I am on any team to win, but it didn't hurt my feelings to see uh, Tampa Bay lose, especially since they just came off a, a Super Bowl title. I mean, good for the Rams. <laughs> it, it, I, I think the interesting, the interesting thing to me is, before last year, I mean, not only did, did Tom Brady win his seventh ring, he won his seventh ring, it was the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium in the history of the NFL. And they were able to win it in their home stadium. That's the away team. Uh, that being said, you could possibly see it happen a second year in a row after it's never happened before in the history of the league. Definitely, definitely. Before we move on, we do got another caller in queue calling out of the 951 Erico. What's your name, man? We're talking about the baby Buccaneers, man. How do you call him, What's up, Sirius? It's your boy, Brian, breaking news, Hughes. Just wanted to uh, chime in. I got into the kitchen a little late, but I've uh, been enjoying the uh, the convo. What's going on, breaking news, man? Talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. <laughs> What went all the way wrong for them to the point where they were uh, bounced at home? Well, the bottom the bottom line is is I think I think the previous caller I think the previous caller hit the nail on the head. Um, there, 
A was a bad matchup. Uh, I sent Ty my my picks, my Sports City Chef picks, if you will. And uh, the only game I got wrong was the Titans. And the reason why I picked the Rams to win on the road is because uh, the Bucks' offensive line is pretty banged up, and they were without their best offensive lineman in Tristan Worse. It's Aaron Donald and company, and you're not at full strength, and we all know that Brady is not a mobile quarterback. And I literally told a friend of mine that's a Tampa Bay fan out here, I said legitimately the shot you guys have um, is to try to hold up screen game and do not fall behind. And literally you could not have scripted a worse start to the game to be down 27, three, but, but with that said, serious, the Rams are who we thought they were. And if Ty was here, he would, he would definitely be chiming in. Matthew Stafford is the guy that everybody thinks he is, you know, Aaron Rodgers kind of shrinks in big time situations. Matt Stafford kind of tended to, I mean, he almost wanted to give that game away. And, you know, the, the, the team almost wanted to give that game away. I, I don't know how you spot a team 24 points basically at half and literally get into a, a situation where you've, you've got to air the ball out at the end of the game to try and kick a field goal to win it. Like, you know, I, I understand that it's, you know, it's, Kudos to them for winning on the road. I know it's tough, but, um, man, it, it just, it's a tough, tough situation. Um, you know, like I said, kudos to the Rams, but I, I per- personally think that the Rams are the exact blueprint to beat a, a team like Tampa Bay. I definitely agree with you there. Um, before we move on to the last game, talk to me a little bit about Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams. Um, you know, you kind of touched on it when you came in, you know. Uh, what was completely right for them, man, as opposed to what went wrong? Well, I think what went right is they got up early, and even though they were only averaging like three yards a carry, if you look, they had 30-plus rushes in the game. And, you know, everybody talks about the script for the Niners. It's not the script for the Niners. Listen, McVay, McFloor, uh, Shanahan, all these dudes have a similar offensive philosophy. It doesn't matter who their quarterback is. You want to run the ball and set up play action off of that run. And even if you're only gaining three and a half yards a carry, you're taking a ton of pressure off your quarterback when you get into a situation where you're not playing from behind, there's very, very few quarterbacks. And Tom Brady is definitely one of those guys, even at the ripe old age of 44. There's very few quarterbacks in this league that can consistently play from behind with no threat of a running game and really have a legitimate chance of winning. Um, And I think that that was legitimately the difference in the game. If you look at, if you look at the game against the Niners, the you know, week 18, they completely abandoned the running game in the second half. They got nervous. McVay got a, you know, a, a little ahead of himself, if you will. And I think that that was the difference. I think that they stuck to the ground game, even though it wasn't really working. Three, three and a half yards, the carry's not great, but it's enough to keep the chains moving and, and stay ahead of the stick, if you, if you know what I mean. I respectfully disagree with one thing that he said, though. 
I don't put the blame on Stafford. I don't put the blame on Stafford for these guys getting back in this game. He didn't cause Cooper Cup to fumble that ball. He didn't cause Cam exactly. to fumble either. There were some other things that happened in this game. And so I can I can get where you're saying. The Rams are who we thought they were, and they tried to cough it up and give it away because we have seen the Rams struggle and beat themselves throughout the season. So I totally get that part of your uh, point about the Rams are who we thought. But that's not on Stafford, bro. Like, he might have missed no, no, some no. throws, but every quarterback missed some over the course of the game. But that wouldn't have been on, uh, on Stafford. I, and you know what? That's probably a fair point. I'm just talking more about the Rams played tight and even Stafford played tight. If you look at the way he was playing in the fourth quarter, especially early on, um, compared to the way they were playing in the first half, and I understand they were having success, but they were playing really tight. They started playing to not lose as opposed to win. And I'm once again, I get what you're saying. I know Stafford didn't have any of those – you know, like head-scratching turnovers, he missed some throws out there. That last drive, he doesn't make that drive, and it goes into overtime. We're probably having a whole different conversation. But, you know, breaking news, I, I don't think that's on Stafford. I think that's on the coaching staff. They played four corners, uh, North Carolina basketball, trying to hold the clock out and tried to run right. the ball against the, one of the best running defenses in the league to try and get, get out of there with the win. They felt the pressure and the kind of like tighten them up a little bit, in my opinion, because to your point, but, you, listen to Mike to, to Mike's point. Stafford didn't get burned by by Mike uh, Evans on that on that fade pattern. You know what I mean? Like that was the defense that kind of tightened up a little bit too. They felt the pressure. They saw Tom Brady coming. They started missing tackles. They started not covering up covering up um, Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette out of the backfield. Like, listen, that right. defense played lights out in the first quarter. They were getting after Tom Brady. That you know, Floyd had a great game. Um, Donald was getting pressure. Uh, Von Miller turned back the clock. The second half, they 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 got to him, but then uh, you know, when Tom Brady started getting time, he started picking them apart, and, and Scotty Miller started going off. Like, you know, I can't put that on, on Matt Stafford. I mean. And, and, and to answer Sirius' question, I, I think the, the Bucks did everything they possibly could to win that game, but they just didn't have enough. They didn't have the weapons. They didn't have, you know, Tristan Wirfs is more valuable than anybody realized to protect Tom Brady. And they, the, you know, give the Rams credit in the first half. They exploited it. They put Donald over the tackle. They had Floyd coming in on fresh legs. They had you know, uh, Von Miller, they were able to get pressure. If you get Tom Brady, if you get up in his face and get, in, and get pressure on him, he can't handle it. And that's the old, old blueprint from the Giants Super Bowl. Like, you know, he can't handle that type of pressure. Nobody really can. So, um, but the Bucks just didn't have enough. The defense, they give the defense credit. They came to play. They forced turnovers. Dominican Sue with the big strip. But at the end, you know, to, to your point, Todd Bowles on that last drive, I think he thought they were going to pack it in and play for overtime. And, and yep. he tried to come yeah. after Matt Stafford, and Stafford burned him. Well, yeah, see, that last drive, he had a hell of a drive. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my only retort to what you guys are talking about. You know, mm-hmm. so many times we sat here – especially when you start dealing with, you know, the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl and things of that nature where 
you know what I'm saying, if if you have incomplete passes, you, you stop the clock and, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you we, we sat here and killed Kyle Shanahan for not running the football in the Super Bowl and throwing the football with Matthew Stafford, not Matthew Stafford, with Matt Ryan and, and, and then, you know, the Patriots come back into winning that. So you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I kind of see essentially where, you know, McVay was coming from by trying to run the football and trying to shorten the game, so to speak, because we've, we've seen the flip side. We've seen the flip side. If you throw mm-hmm. the football and you, and you have drops and, you know, whatever the case may be, then that's more time. You know what I'm saying? Call the numbers nine two nine four seven seven two seven five now. We got about five minutes left and we didn't even get to Kansas City and Buffalo. So I'm gonna talk to the people upstairs and you may have to do an hour show tomorrow just to break down that game and everything as as in its entirety. But with that being said, oh okay, so the the, the people upstairs blessed me with some more time. So let's go ahead and break down that particular game before we get out of here this evening. Um Kansas City Buffalo classic show for the ages. Um, I'm not even sure where to begin with this one. Villain, you the co-host man. You know, talk. talk let's have a meeting real quick. Where do you want to go with this, bro? I mean, I could just talk about the game and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to be the Brady Manning rivalry for years to come. Um, you know, I think a lot of people this season kind of said Josh Allen got the coin, but didn't really, you know, hadn't played like it this year, hadn't really lived up to that big contract. Two playoff games, he earned that money. He That's why you paid him that money, okay? Um, I got to give him his flowers. He did. He did not lose that game. And, and it's funny because Patrick Mahomes is a he's a brilliant quarterback. He's the best quarterback pound for pound in the league right now, right? You know, we can there's a lot of good quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Tom Brady had an unbelievable season, but a lot of people if you had one quarterback to take, a lot of people would take Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes played a brilliant game. Sidearm throws, making, making, taking what the defense gave him, throwing underneath in the cover two, hitting the slant, hitting the in routes, hitting the guys out of the backfield, not forcing it downfield, making the right throws, the right reads, and all that good stuff. But Josh Allen had to do everything in his power to win the game. The way Josh Allen had to score compared to the way Mahomes had to score was different. Mahomes had to throw. Uh, in route to to Hill, and Hill had to race uh, like 60 yards down the field to get the touchdown. Josh Allen's running for his life, getting away from pass rushes on third down, running to extend plays to get first downs on third down, running, scrambling for first downs, running the ball, throwing the ball. His perform, he had, I think in my mind, he had a better game than Mahomes. Mahomes won the game. Don't get me wrong. I will. I'm not disrespecting Mahomes in any way. Serious. I'm saying how Josh Allen had to win, had to play this game to keep the Bills in the game, is just short of phenomenal. And that's why I give Aaron Rodgers so much grief because you look at how Josh Allen played that game yesterday, and then you look at Aaron Rodgers. It's just night and day. Josh Allen earned his coin. He's gonna 
he's got to go through this. He's got to go through the Chiefs to get to that Super Bowl. He's going to get there eventually. I got nothing but respect for Josh Allen. You know what? I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to say my, my comments for last um, because I, I – I'll I, I say my comments on last on that. Mr. Harvey, um, talk to me, man. Kansas City, Buffalo, take it where you want to take it. Um, there's a lot to unpack here, so I, I really can't spoon feed this one, man. Talk to me about this game late yesterday. Um, I agree with uh, everything that Barry just said about Josh Allen. Like, listen, he, uh, he earned his stripes to me with, uh, with his performance in this game. Uh, he had a career year. Last year, at times he looked a little, you know, up and down this year. But to me, like, he really he really earned his stripes the way that he played. I mean, I could see these two guys definitely being um, two of the faces of, the, of the, the next generational battles at quarterback in the league if they continue to build right around them. Uh, listen, man, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Uh, there are – 20-plus teams every year that wishes they had a franchise quarterback. And sometimes you don't realize how good you have it until that team, I mean, that guy's gone, right? Like, um, and when, but both of these teams, I wasn't sure that Josh Allen was that guy for a little while. I am now. Um, <laughs> listen, man, it's a shame either team had to lose this game. I saw something the other day that said, they're just going to cancel the rest of the playoffs and let the, uh, Chiefs and Bills play a best out of seven winner gets the Super Bowl. I'm like, I would sign up for that. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, these are two of the best. Uh, I agree with you on Mahomes right now. I think he is the best quarterback in the league. And I think that he's doing things that you have never seen done. So is Burrow, by the way, and some other guys. But he's, you've never seen a guy within one game of a Super Bowl in each of his first four years as a quarterback, and he's got a chance to go to three out of four now. Uh, that's ridiculous. Mm. And so he sat for, you know, a year or so behind uh, Alex Smith, but a special, special talent. Like, makes you understand why even when they had Drew Brees stopping by the building on the night of the draft, the Saints told uh, Drew Brees, if this guy's here when we pick, we're drafting him, just so you know, and you're fully clear. Like, so, uh, and, and you understand why. Mahomes is a special talent. I've been saying it since he came in the league. And it just makes me uh, excited as a football fan to know that we're getting other guys that are, are going to be able to raise that level of play. Um, you know, and it's coming close enough with these two teams that it can make a difference with somebody jumping around or somebody making a play. Um, but these two quarterbacks yesterday were 60 for 81 between the two. Basically, a 75-cent completion percentage for 700-plus yards and nine touchdowns. Give you an idea how good Josh Allen's played. It was said earlier tonight, nine touchdowns in two games, no interceptions, and he's going home. So, sometimes you just don't know how it's going to pan out. It's a shame either one of these teams had to lose. We said this going in that this was going to be a de facto AFC championship game. And, listen, I don't care what round it's in. This game will be remembered as one of the best, and what a way to cap off a fantastic playoff weekend of football, one of the best that we've had ever. Uh, but what a way to cap it off with the fireworks in this game. We confidently told everybody it was going over. 
uh, on all of our shows. It did, um, but it it didn't just go over the point spread. My fellow chefs, it went over anybody's expectations of what to expect from a football game. It was a joy to watch. To have people on the edge of their seat, and it doesn't matter who you were a fan of, if you did not enjoy this game, or your your mouth didn't drop open, or your jaw didn't drop because of some of the things that you saw, and you weren't riveted to your television towards the end of this game and how it turned out, you don't love football. I definitely agree with you there, man. This game lived up to the hype, and before I give my position on it, Seth, man, you hung in there with us. Go ahead and talk to me about this game, man. I, I can't even really make heads or tails out of it, man. But, you know, your position on it, what you were thinking, feeling, uh, some stuff that stood out to you when you were watching this Kansas City Chiefs versus Buffalo Bills game yesterday evening. All right. Well, since I don't want to – I don't want to go over I, – I don't want to repeat everything that was just said because I can't really say it any better. And, you know, I would just be repeating everything that Barry and uh, and Mike just said. So I want to go a different route, just take a quick a quick minute. Um, and I was I want to see what you guys, if you want to just go around, pass it around, see what – because the offenses were ridiculous. We know that. I mean, it was just a real game. And I, I think that even Tom Brady, given 13 seconds, I don't even think that he could engineer a drive that, you know, uh, will get you down in field goal position. I mean, that was just incredible. So my question to you guys, and if, if everybody wants to chime in, where, you know, the fault lie on Buffalo uh, on that last drive? Do you put that on the defense? Do you put that on the coaching for not, um, you know, calling the right plays or, or the right strategy? I mean, I've heard a couple of, of you know, uh, analysts say, one, one person said, you know, how about just don't even rush anybody. Take everybody off the line, drop him back, you know, make him kill a few seconds, um, you know, sitting back there and completing a pass. Um, you know, and then another person I heard said, well, what if you just held the receivers right off the line? Take the penalty. It would kill, you know, five, six seconds, whatever it is. And, you know, you wouldn't give up that long completion to Kelsey. Um, and I forget who else got the other catch. But I want to know what you guys think is, was this Buffalo's defense's fault or were the coaches – did, did they choke in the situation? What do you guys think? You know, um, Mr. Harvey, I, I'll go to you first with that particular question. Um, you know, what, what would you do differently there? I mean, you can try to body up. I, I mean, honestly, though, I probably would have double covered Kelsey and uh, I would have double covered Kelsey and Hill and Major beat me. Uh, even though you probably are, I'm not gonna let one of those guys uh, be the be the person that beats me. I try to take away your best weapon the best I can. But Mahomes can just make throws that that others can't, and um, has a uh, I mean has a knack for it. I mean we've seen we've seen it done a couple of times by different teams, at least something close to that with a little bit of time left. But this is just uncanny. Uh, on both sides, they were just playing at a, at a at a really high level. And sometimes, with certain throws are made, or things are done. Like sometimes, you just got to tip your hat. You made a play, uh, but I do think I would have. Uh, I think I would have double covered or and their bodies after taking one penalty. They're not going to restart the clock on that. But I mean, you 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 got to be careful 
how you do that, you never know how it's going to be caught or if it's a spot or or whatever. Um, so, I mean, you, you definitely have to uh, you definitely have to be careful how you do that. But uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You hope to cover him, and you hope he's not going to make that throw. But I, I would have uh, tried to do everything I could to take their best two weapons away. Hartman made a couple plays and whatever, but at, at the end of the day, if you beat me with McCole Hartman, fine. But I don't want you to beat me with your two pro balls. Yep, yep. Villain, man, I, 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 I come to you next, man. Uh, what would you have done differently? Villain. Sorry, my bad. I was sitting, I was sitting there talking. I was just lamenting, and you know, listen. Um, it's easy to be cast in hindsight, right? And 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 like Mike said, and say, oh, I it, because that didn't work, I would have done this, right? But at the end of the day, they got out coached. Sean McDermott got out coached by a veteran coach in Andy Reid. Andy Reid had this team prepared. They didn't panic. They knew with 13 seconds, this is what we were going to do. They were calm about it. And listen, Sean McDermott, after the game, said basically to the effect that um, we didn't execute the kickoff right. What do you mean? They kicked it into the end zone. So obviously the play was to squib it. You take five, six seconds off the clock. They don't run two plays. They only get one play in a Hail Mary, if that, right? So, But you're saying they Although didn't Although if execute. they down it, though, can they down it? If they down it, does any time come off the clock? If he just picks it up and um, downs it off a squib? But no, if it hits, it's if when it the, hits the ground, it, right? if it hits the ground, the clock starts, right? Regardless, right? Yeah, no? but if, I don't know. It, 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 yeah, if they, if they got to oh, touch I it, think. you know, then I don't. I, I, I don't think. I don't think it happens. It. I, 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 it doesn't right. touch. Yeah, but either way, no. you don't kick it into the. You only kick it into the end zone if you're trying to preserve time. If you need the ball back, the Bills thought they won the game. They didn't think with 13 seconds that they could tie the game up. That was their first problem. That's coaching. They got out coached. The defense, yeah, you know, yeah, you should have played, dropped nine and, and rushed two, fine, whatever. But they played. Like, they thought the game was over and there was 13 seconds left. That was the problem. They got out coached. Andy Reid had his team prepared. I mean, it, there's no way that Andy Reid's not squibbing that kick if the roles were reversed, right? So, McDermott, for everything that he's done this year, he's a terrific coach. Uh, Leslie Frazier had the number one defense. They got pushed around by by they. I mean, not a lot of people can stop Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, right? But the number one defense, you shouldn't be letting them go down the field in like fifty something yards in in, thir- in thirteen exactly. seconds. So, I mean, yeah. But that's coaching. So I I the coaching they got out coached. That at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you had two great quarterbacks, two great offenses. Whoever had the ball was going to win. I'm t- listen, Bills fans, Bills Mafia are going to cry about the overtime rules. People are saying overtime rules, they should have got another possession. I agree, but that's not why they lost the game. They lost the game because the coaches didn't put them in the right position to win. They didn't squib the kick. They didn't call the right players on defense. They, they just, the, it shouldn't have got to that point. 13 seconds, 
I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers drive them down. Like I said, the Cowboys game with with time on the clock, right? Look very limited. Thirteen seconds mm-hmm. with time with timeouts yep. to get into field yep. goal range is unacceptable. You should it should have never they went to overtime. They got out coached. What's that? Yeah, they had all three timeouts back. Exactly. So it, at and that point, you got to you got to prepare your team serious, right? With three timeouts, you can't let yeah. them throw the ball. You can't let them do that. I, I'm, they got out coached. They got out coached. Well, they get, it's and a they shame. have timeouts so they can go middle. They can go middle of the field. They didn't have exactly. To so you can't leave the middle. Exactly. So yeah, I think Kelsey, so. If you Kelsey know, if you know open. that, right, Seth? If you know that. Why don't you only rush two and drop those two guys to double cover their two double best Kelsey. players and, yeah. and yep. take them yep. away? That, that's what I mean. Yep. That's coaching. They, 13 seconds left. They got three timeouts. They can throw it anywhere in the field. They got to throw it quick and get down. So that's coaching, man. That's coaching. So th- this particular game for me um, – was an instant classic. I posted on my social media, um, mm-hmm. you know, like like everybody else alluded to, that this was another, you know, Manning, Brady, S type, type of game. Uh, I, you know, other quarterbacks, Aikman and, you know, Steve Young and, and stuff like that, where it was just iconic. And I expect it to, to, to be mm-hmm. the, the norm going forward in AFC. And, and those of you guys that follow my Facebook, I, I flipped it on its air and was talking about what the Steelers need to do. But um, I was in awe, I was in awe watching this game, like from start to finish. Like, and for, for me, um, I think Buffalo lost it more than Kansas City won it. Again, this, this yep. is the various point, you know, when it comes to coaching. You know, um, you know, you have a guy score four touchdowns in Gabriel Davis. You got. Josh Allen making chicken style out of chicken crap. How many fourth downs and, 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 and medium to large that they convert on that drive? The defense, Kansas City defense couldn't stop them at all. Um, and, again, you, you lose the ball game. Um, again, I'm going to set my cap to Kansas City because, again, they, they're a great team and they made the plays that they needed to make to win the ball game. But this game was over. This game was over. And for some odd reason, McDermott, you know, whatever, you know, lost common sense. I will say this, and everybody's talking about overtime, and I, I, I'm going to close the show with that. Um, you know, the, the overtime, in my opinion, I think, I think they're going to leave it alone. I think they're going to leave it alone um, because it took them forever and a year to honestly change it from the sudden death. Um, if there's going to be any changes made to overtime, this is what I would honestly do, okay? And I, I've had a good amount of time there to think about it. I would do what the MLB does. I would do what Major League Baseball does. So we all know what they do. You know, end of the game, end of the nine innings, visitor's team goes back out there. If they score a run or whatever the case may be, um, the opponent has an opportunity to match them. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would do away with the coin toss. 
I'll do it with the touchdown, sudden death rule. Um, that way, both teams have the opportunity to possess the football. Both defenses have to go out there and, and play. Um, I think that will probably be the fairest about it. The only difference is, let's say, the visitor's team uh, turns the ball over and then, you know, you can yourself a because you at least that on possession or if it's, you know, pick six or whatever case may be. I think that would be the fairest way to go about it. Um, there's been a bunch of people talking about doing the college rule, and I, I, think that's, I think that's crazy, in my opinion, for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, you put the ball on the 25-yard line in this league, you're already in field goal range. Then you start talking about going for two points and things of that nature as, as, as it gets older. I, I just think that, you know, this is a brutal game. The reason why they the rules some of the rules are in place is to protect the players. You start playing crazy non overtime games. Penn State lost to Illinois that way, so it pissed me off. You start talking about playing a whole extra quarter um, and doing some other stuff. Again, then people get themselves hurt. But what's your position on it? And we can shut down the show with this, uh, Mr. Harvey, on, on on the overtime situation. Well, I mean, I think if you, uh, even though you might still be in field goal range, if you started at the 25-yard line, you still you still get the same number of possessions. So you could be, you know, if one team is able to score, then the other team has to match them with the end zone. I know college has done that, and then college switched to like the the two-point play rule after the second overtime. I do wish. Listen, the same thing happened to Pat Mahomes two years ago, right? Um, and that he went into an overtime game in the NFC title game and he didn't get a chance to touch the ball. And they probably would have beat New England if they had touched the ball first. The way New England – I mean, New England was having trouble stopping those guys. You guys saw it. So, I mean, I think in the end um, it was because of uh, Brett Favre not getting a, uh, a chance against the Saints. They caused them to really uh, start looking into and changing that rule um, because it was their it was their media darling, so to speak, um, not getting a shot at the uh, at the Super Bowl. But uh, that being said, I do think I wish there was a way that both teams did actually get the same number of possessions and a chance to touch the ball. You know what, Seth, I come to you, man. This overtime rule is going to be scrutinized and talked about uh, for the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe into the offseason. I know it's going to be on the competition committee's uh, ledger to speak about, but, you know, what, what would you do to fix it, if, if you could fix it? You know, I don't even have a good answer. I, it's You know, you've read about all these different ideas tossed around and, you know, some people said, oh, you know, play a full overtime. Whoever's winning at the end of that, you know, wins. But, again, you're playing another 15 minutes of football. And what if it's still tied after that? You're going to keep going? I mean, these guys, you could end up playing, you know, 30 more minutes, you know, after playing a full game. So, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that there is, you know, a completely fair way. I, I do think that, each team should have a chance, though. I mean, again, and watching the game yesterday, you just knew the second that Kansas City won the coin toss that Mahomes was going to lead them down and finish the game off right there. There was no doubt in my mind. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I don't know that there is a right way, um, you know, outside of giving each team a shot. But, again, if you give each team a shot, one scores a touchdown, the next scores a touchdown, you could be going back and forth, you know, for another hour. And, you know, now you're looking at a four-hour-plus football game. I don't know. I really don't know what, um, what, the right, what the right solution is. Dylan, I'll come to you, man. This, this overtime thing is going to be talked about at, at length between now and, and next time we kick this thing off in September. Uh, go ahead and fix it for me, man. If you could potentially wave your magic, goofy villain wand and fix it, what would you do to fix it? First of all, it'll be a mask. Um, second of all, listen, I, listen, I, I kind of agree. I think you want – both offenses to get the ball regardless if they score a field goal or a touchdown. Um, I think that's the only rule I would change, and then um, whoever gets the stop wins. But, I mean, you know, the, the overtime rules only come into play when there's overtime. I mean, if you win the game in regulation, we're not talking about it. It's only, we're only talking about it because this is one of the great playoff games we've ever seen, and it was unfortunate that Josh Allen didn't get to touch the ball um, at the end of the game with 13 seconds or in the overtime. But, you know, listen, you, do, you don't get to – it's not like they lost the coin toss and then the defense didn't get to go out there and, and play. The defense got, got to go out there and try to stop, you know, the Chiefs, and they didn't do it. So, I mean, I always look at it from that perspective. But, yeah, in my mind, I, I think both offenses should get a chance. But you know what? You're not going out there, you know, running like against a scout team or against nobody, and you're just running plays. Like they, the defense gets a shot too. They they can come up and make a stop. So, um, yeah, I, I, that's kind of how I look at it. You know what? I actually agree with you a little bit too. Um, however, with that being said, um, you know, it, it, it's weird, man. You know, you start talking about the overtime and. I, I, I think the thing is this. I mean, as, as a Silva fan, we, we played an overtime game this year, um, and this does only come up when, you know, it, it's a classic like that, like Patrick Mahomes and, you know, Tom Brady going at it for that AFC championship game that one year. And obviously this one that just took place yesterday, and, you know, there, there, there are other overtime games that, that have ended this way. Um I, I, again, I do believe something needs to be done. Uh, I do believe in rewarding the home team for being at home. But, again, the, the goal is to win it in regulation, and I think the more teams do that, the more this become a, becomes a moot issue. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and pack it up, man. Steph, man, thanks for kicking it with us for, for, for tonight, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a closeout as we get out of here on the division wrap-up show. All right, guys, uh, nothing to plug here. Just enjoying, as always, talking sports with the Sports City Chefs. Thanks so much, man, man. Don't be a stranger, man. Check us out. We'll be back in the building on Wednesday with the call of cookout, man. Uh, Zellin, you know what to do, man. Give us a plug in the clubhouse to get out of here, man. Yeah, man, listen, sportscitychefs.com, get to the website, got some articles up there. Finally finished my Baseball Hall of Fame article, so I'm probably handicapped that. Uh, when they make the announcement tomorrow, who's in, who's not. Um, got a lot of good articles up there about the Giants, the Knicks. Um, you know, we encourage everybody to go in there and read. You know, the chefs are going to be writing, hopefully a little bit more. So um, got sponsors on the way, so we got we to gotta eat. We got to make sure we got some content for these sponsors. So 
Um, you know, a lot of good stuff going on, man. Um, Sports City, uh, we're doing great things. Shout out to the barbershop. They do good things over there as well. Um, serious, um, I don't hate you. I just hate the kind of person that you are, just a hateful, hateful wannabe villain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come visit you. And I'm going to save Marie. Uncle Villain's coming. I'm gassing up the pacer. I'm coming down there to, to, to rescue Uncle Villain's on the way. All right. Later, boys. Love you. Yo. The, the, the shot, he was like, yo, uh, hopefully this, the chef's getting there. Stop writing Zoom. I hate you so much. <laughs> yo, man, it's your boy Sears repping that 412703, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Thanks, everybody, for picking this, man, coming on. We're talking about this divisional round, um, you know, matchup with us, man. We'll be back in the building, Lord willing, on Wednesday with the Crossover Cafe. Um, definitely, like my man Zolan said, go ahead and get to the website, uh, the blogs, and YouTube for the finger foods and, and everything that we're doing, man. Shout out to everybody who's working with us, sponsors, who, you know, trying to partner with us and things of that nature. Mike Harvey dropped off, but definitely, man, continue to check out uh, the barbershop over there on Clubhouse, man. I, I think we're about 5K uh, strong right now, pushing to get to 6, man. And honestly, so that's the content that we bring you guys to on a regular basis, man. Definitely check us out. With that being said, tell the friend, tell the friend, it's the chef again. And if they don't know, now we know. Sports yeah. City, Sports City, Chef, Chef, Sports City, Sports City, Chef. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.